0: What's your Perfect. favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Yeah. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to you. you Can up <laughs> With Us. Hey, girlfriend. Welcome I'm, back home. Hi, I'm Ashley. That's what I was waiting for. That's why I'm um, calling. Okay, fine, fine, Cause fine. I feel like I you forget, always go first you know? like and say your name first, you know, but
1: yeah, I'm just but, super excited to see you knowing yeah. the proximity <laughs> that you're very, very close to me.
0: Yeah. So like guys, I throw. am in Oregon. We relocated. So I'm in Oregon, which also comes with a little caveat, asterisk, something that if my sound quality is not great over the next, you know, several weeks, we're on the road for six weeks. We're a month here and then two weeks in Dallas. So I don't have my usual setup. So just bear with us. You know, I'm like sitting on a bed in our, um, one of our guest rooms holding my microphone, which I don't always hold it. And so like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, just hang with us and, uh, we'll just bring really good content. So if the sound quality sucks, then the content makes up for it. Anyway, are Speaking you sipping? I'm
1: hanging. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, I'm okay. It's hot in Portland. It's muggy, and I felt super dehydrated when I woke up this morning. And they say when you feel dehydrated, it's too late. So I'm in the water game, but I did the um, like electrolyte water,
0: basically. Mm, so what kind of electrolyte? Like smart water or like you put electrolytes in it? Liquid IV, the huge. Mm hmm. I just yeah, that's needed a great
1: some deeper hydration. What are you sipping on?
0: I just popped open a can of the LaCroix tangerine. I'm really we got this yesterday. Yeah, you spilled all over. You are a sloppy. I just girl. spilled liquid IV down my down your cleave. Self. Great. <laughs> so this tangerine LaCroix is actually quite delicious. We picked it up at Costco yesterday. Mm, I don't think I've ever had it, but it tastes just like those tiny little oranges. Like a tangerine. It absolutely does. It's a liquid version of it. Absolutely. It is the most spot on. LaCroix flavor I've had.
1: I don't believe it.
0: Well, I'll bring you like one and you'll get a it taste. for myself. Yes. And you, okay. uh, you'll, you know what, next time I'll bring you one next time we record and you'll drink it live on the air and we will, we will get to the bottom of this. Cause I don't know if my taste buds, you know, you, your, your sense of smell is much more heightened when you're pregnant. I don't know if, yeah, and like, aren't smell and taste linked. So maybe there's something going yeah. on with my taste buds that makes it more intense. I'm not sure. But we will see. I think you're going to be floored
1: because I am perma disappointed with sparkling water. <sighs> Ooh,
0: flavors! This is fresh to death. Yeah, fresh okay. to death. So I'm very excited.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I believe you. I just am used to being disappointed. I know. Well, you usually know? they're like not muted. by you, but by sparkling right. water. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I well, feel like we.
1: Ha- I you need to give me the download because the last couple of days has been crazy busy. You guys have been relocating here. Yes. There's been a lot going on. This yes. is part of our, I have a hangover. I just want you like, you know, our hangover, to, our hangover Right. Segment. I need you to give me the update on your life right now.
0: Yeah. So we flew from Phoenix to Oregon, all four of us, M- myself, husband, kid, and then Roca got to fly in the plane with us. So all four of us and john has really bad anxiety so he got a prescription for roca to be his emotional support animal so that's how she was able to fly in cabin the other great thing about oregon is weed is legal here and he doesn't like like high thc but he gets cbd with a little thc in it and that really helps his anxiety which you can't get any thc in arizona so he just walked over to this green store last night you know and that's good because he does get crazy anxiety. So
1: we... I didn't know that about him. I didn't him. either like, I never because knew he's that.
0: very on the surface, like very calm, yeah. very even keeled. And he has really, really bad anxiety. And I didn't learn this until a year ago. Like when we started going through our hard time, it came out and he talked about like how bad his anxiety is. And I had no idea. Um, and most people wouldn't, I don't think. So yeah, it's very interesting, but yeah. Okay. So we flew here and that was kind of a nightmare. (laughs) I mean, Roka did pretty good. She gets anxiety too in new spaces and stuff, but she did pretty good. We gave her basically a dog Xanax and then Revy was a total mess. We brought her high chair or what's it called? Car seat. And we strapped that into the plane. It did not we thought maybe then she'd feel comfortable and fall asleep. No way. It was right during nap time. Like she naps between one and three generally. And our flight was at two. We were an hour delayed or 45 minutes delayed. So we didn't take off till almost three. And so that was like her napping window and she did not sleep. So she was just overtired and just over it. And this only time she's ever cried on a flight and she cried a lot on the flight. And then we got to our place and you know, you just never know what you're walking into when you rent a place and there's no air conditioning and it was hot AF. So I was like worried. I mean on Rev's monitor, it was like probably 85 to 90 degrees in our house in this place that we are renting when we got here. And we hung blackout blinds up in Rev's room. So we couldn't have the window open. So there was no airflow. And I was watching the monitor all night. It was like 85, 84, 85 degrees for her. And I was just like, so I don't know. I was all nervous about it. So we went and got an air conditioner thing, a window unit air conditioner. And um, that's better. So if you hear that fan noise in the background, that's what that is. Yeah, you just don't know what you're walking into. And then, you know, it's just... It sounds really great to do this relocation thing. Like, oh, it's fun. We can work from anywhere. I don't know if we'll do this again, though, because it's really difficult with kids. And then we have no routine, no space. Rev is bored out of her mind every morning she wakes up. She's like, well, what do I do here? There's nothing. None of my toys. we bought her some stuff yesterday? I don't know. It's just been kind of a rough transition we, I mean, it's only, mm-hmm. this is day two. So we will see how it goes. Right. I just feel like we need to buy a place and I don't know when that's going to be, but I'd like to buy a place. So then we know what we're walking into. We know what kind of what's there, what the space is like, and maybe rent mm-hmm. that out, turn that into an Airbnb or something. Cause otherwise this just feels really stressful. And it's a lot with yeah. kids. Like It's just, and it's really hard on them. Revel kept waking up. Last night she slept great, but the first night she kept waking up and she would wake up screaming. And I think it was just, and she doesn't do that, but I think it was because she was so disoriented. You know, she's like, where am I? What is going on? So I I actually slept in her room with her and she slept on the bed with me for a little bit just because she felt better if I was there. Otherwise she would just wake up and scream and it was like this, like a scared scream. So it feels like a lot. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is yeah. a lot. Yeah, it
1: it is a lot, and you don't know till you know, right? Like in theory, a lot of things can sound good. Yeah, but in practice you know, when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. I mean, and, there's total yeah. perks
0: like my my parents are here. So they got to see her. You're here. Um, I'll see you a lot. I love the weather here. I'm going over to a friend's tonight who it's her. It was her birthday on the first. And so I get to be there for the birthday party. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of perks to it. It just feels like I'm not sure if at this season in our life until we have our own place. If this is going to be something we continue to do just because of how mm-hmm. much work it is really.
1: Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. Especially when there's another one in the mix. I
0: know. Like next year I can't. <laughs> that sounds oh my impossible. Gosh. Yeah. I think that just sounds impossible. Yeah, What's, how's, yeah. what's, I mean, what's going on with Ben? We can talk about that in The Hangover too, right? Like what's... Yeah. Well, we can talk about anything we want. Yeah. We we make the (laughs) rules.
1: Okay. Good. Good. (laughs) So Ben is doing good. It feels like things are getting easier and easier and easier. And for those of you who are maybe listening to this in recent postpartum, I feel like a lot of people would tell me things that didn't feel super helpful or positive. They'd be like, Mm. Oh, don't worry, you'll get sleep again someday. Like, mm. or you'll get used to not sleeping. And I don't know. I just think that I didn't realize how quickly I would get more than two hour sleep chunks. Like, oh, so yeah. I don't know. There's, cause I was thinking, I will literally, if this is how I have to go on for the rest of my life, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like, I, there was, I remember one day I just cried because I thought, I can't remember the last time I got more than three hours of sleep since the hospital. And I just cried and cried and cried about it. And we do mm-hmm. have the snoo, which is Ashley's been gracious enough to let us borrow. We do that with the nested bean. He can use that until he can start rolling. Yeah. Well, even past that. Cause it's a safe swaddle. Mm-hmm. So he can use it for like six months or something. But anyway, it's been absolutely wonderful. And I, he's been, it's just the game slows down. Yeah. Like, he, he's been crying less. We know what his cries mean because we know him. Right. You know, everything just gets easier. And there's still days. There are still days where I feel that baby blue raciness of of I can't walk through a room and not do something. I can't walk Mm -hmm. through a room and not straighten a pillow or put that dish away or that. And that feels exhausting. I think part of that is just my personality too. And then it's heightened by all this. There are days where it feels really hard and I'm not saying that it's easy, but it gets easier and it's really beautiful time right now. He's been so happy lately oh. and he laughed for the first time two nights ago and it made me cry because oh it was, like, remember when I was talking like how he was smiling and it was so pure
0: and yes. it washed over. Me? Yes.
1: Well, I was just changing his diaper and I heard him laugh. Like
0: he was just like an audible looking giggle, at me, like first audible a giggle,
1: big laugh, and Aww. it just was really cool. So Ben's doing great. Yeah, are we allowed? Are you going to be announcing yeah. the gender on this? Oh yeah. Or do you want? Yeah. Is that, she- or do you want to wait? Because you're gonna. I don't
0: know. How do you feel? So we announced it over on Patreon last Friday's episode on Patreon and we both talked about it on our Instagram and we we're like swipe up you go listen to the episode and then Instagram was like middle finger we're yeah. not working today so your swipe ups are not happening. So yeah, we and that's the, that's just kind of the thing like we're going to kind of give all the deets on everything always to patreon first because that's usually just our like catch up episode we do those I don't know I don't know why that happens that way but it's just how it is but yeah you guys will always end up being in the know about what's going on in our life and so we're having a boy in this time which is great and I kind of download the whole thing don't I Over there, like how I feel about it and why it was scary if we were going to have a girl and stuff. Yes, you did. Because there was potentially complications. And if it was a girl, uh, there could be birth effects and all kinds of stuff. So I download that whole thing over there. But yeah, we're having a boy which, will which be is just so cool. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ben
1: is so excited to have a friend. Oh like, my gosh. They're going to be yeah. so close be in so- age. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't know like, if we're just going to have to move to Arizona or how we make it. If we're just going to have
0: to buy a big compound. I know it's a compound. I think we need a compound situation. Yes. But they're going to be like nine months apart. Really? Oh, I exactly. Know. Actually, because we've decided that when you yeah. pushed him out, I was getting inseminated. Is that like, the right word? I guess I just can't
1: imagine another option than them being best friends. Like, I just right. no, can't that's got, really. Yeah,
0: it's happening. I don't know what we need to do. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. But. Yeah.
1: Okay. There was a voicemail that I wanted to play because last week, our rant and raves, a lot of people connected up with that, and I thought it was cool, and I wanted to play
2: a voicemail <laughs> that we got about
1: it. Hey, guys.
2: It's Carly from Charlotte, North Carolina. I am an avid sipper. You guys get me through my 40 commute, 40 minute commute every Tuesday. I am calling because both of your rants are phenomenal this week and I just can't get over how you speak to people's souls. Um, I am a mother of two, eight months postpartum with my second, and I am also a psychotherapist, so as a therapist, I can say that what you both said about dads getting like a pat on the back and then about us not having any maternity leave, I totally agree with. I think those both contribute to the fact that we suffer with postpartum depression and anxiety and I also think that it puts us in this role of thinking that we have to do everything because. We're almost being told by society that we have to. Like, good job, Dad. Way to help. But we don't get that. So it's almost like, well, you're expected to help. So I just wanted to say yes and fuck all that shit. You guys (laughs) are the best. Thanks for making my commute so much better. Have a good night. Dude, I want to go.
1: Like, she sounds like the coolest psychotherapist ever. I don't even know what psychotherapist means. Nice sounds super smart. It (laughs) sounds super smart. And then there was another comment that we got on Instagram that I really liked. If you guys aren't hanging out with us over on Instagram too, you can sip with us is our handle. Someone made their own rant about double standards. Stay at home mom, spend seven days a week tending to kids. No big deal. Dad watches said kids for two to three hours and gets a gold medal and standing ovation. Second double standard. Dad goes to work. How great you provide for your family. Mom goes to work, but you won't miss the kids. They grow so fast, Mm. like shaming, Mm -hmm. right? I could go on and on and on. And I think, yeah, like you can't really win, right? sometimes with society. And I put seriously to all this, we need to take the stigmas out of career moms and also stay at home dads. Yeah. Because I think, you know, there's a lot of sh- like assumed, I guess, shame maybe or wounded egos yeah. for stay at home dads. It does not need to be there. No. And yeah. uh, anyway, a lot of people wrote some really cool things on these comments too about Times where they were going through a hard time in public and somebody helped them out and how much it meant Mm -hmm. to them and connected up with what you were saying about helping each other out. So, thank you guys for your engagement on that. And I think we just need to keep raising awareness and keep helping each other out and kicking these double standards in the ass.
0: Yeah. But I feel like, you know, it's good that we're married to men who say F those standards. We say F those standards and we just need. You know, more people to do that. F whatever standards society puts out. Take your life into your own hands. Parent how you want to parent. Co-parent how you want to parent. And hopefully, this tune will change. I mean, things have changed a ton since the fifties, right? But mm-hmm. there's still old habits die hard, and our parents' generation and my, you know, our par- our grandparents' generation, they're still alive. And so those thoughts are still there. And but I think it's going to be like in the next hundred years, I think things will be drastically different as far as gender biases and gender roles and stuff that are assumed. I'm hope I think so. I'm hopeful. Me too. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well anyway, that was definitely a hot topic from last week. And let me tell you what also is getting hot your kitchens with this summer heat. The last thing I want to be doing these days is turning on my oven. I want to be getting outside. I want to be, uh, headed to the beach. I want to go do some picnics. I do not want to be standing over a hot stove, but I still want to eat healthy. I still want to eat fresh daily harvest is
0: our answer. Yeah, they deliver thoughtfully sourced chef crafted food that is built on fruits and veggies and can be prepared prepared in less than five minutes. I'm loving their smoothies. I throw them in a blender. They just came out with a new one. What is it? Dragon fruit watermelon. Oh, it's so freaking good, you guys. So refreshing. I throw it and and I don't have to heat anything up. And I'm literally in my kitchen for three minutes and then it's in my belly and I'm the happiest ever. So Mm -hmm. and You know, they stay in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. So they don't go bad. They show up, you know, fresh and frozen, ready for you. Easy way to get
1: veggies. I've been putting spicy sausage in mine to make it more of a robust meal. Really good. But guys, go get your hookup. Go to dailyharvest.com, enter promo code SIP and get 25 bucks off your first box. That's promo code SIP for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Yeah. Great. All right, Ash, I got something you need to know. Yeah, about. tell me, hit me. And I thought that I don't remember so you pumped for a while, right? When you not were not really. No. Not really. Okay. I thought you were pumping.
0: Because I hated um, it. I did pump yeah, but only for as once we realized I was gonna give up breastfeeding and the pump is what made me feel depressed. That is like where my post if I had any postpartum anything yeah. was from pumping. So I gave it up.
1: Yeah but I don't know. I think really I did it for hard. five
0: weeks or something. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I've been breastfeeding Ben most of the time. Obviously, we've been trying to go on date nights. I am trying to pump a little bit more because when I go back to work, I'm going to be traveling and working with people on the road. I'm in sales, so I'm not in an office when I'm on the road. And the idea of pumping has been really overwhelming. So my pumping journey so far, the very first time I looked at the pump and took all the parts out, I just cried Mm. because I was so easily overwhelmed by everything. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you guys, anytime I talk product on this, I always feel like it's an ad, but these are genuinely things we love for those of you who are new here. This is unsponsored. I discovered a product called the KINDY, K-I-I-N-D-E. The KINDY, what they are is it's a setup where, okay, so to orient... Everyone, normal pumping, you have your boobs in these flanges things and then you pump into bottles, flanges, whatever. you It's terrible. And you pump into bottles and then you pour the bottles into bags and then you usually freeze those bags mm-hmm. or put them in the fridge or whatever. Then you pour those back into bottles, right? So you're dirtying up several bottles yes. along the way if it's not being consumed right away. And milk transfers are not fun. Like it's a simple step, but they're not fun, especially if you're pumping a lot. So what the Kindy does is you can attach Kindy bags to any major pump. So I have Spectra and it attaches to the Spectra oh. and you pump right into bags. Then you just twist. You just seal them up. They have like little twist caps and they're ready to be frozen. When they're ready to be consumed, those same bags, all they have like nipples that go with it. So you just stick the nipple huh. feeder onto the bag itself And then you feed your baby. The bags are 100% recyclable. And then they can also be used for like baby food or things as the kids grow up. So uh, it's a major game changer for me because the idea of pumping and traveling has been a big source of anxiety for me. And this has relieved a lot of that. So I got the Kindy Starter Pack. I tested it out. I will link it on Instagram. We have a highlights for products. I will link the starter. You want the starter kit on Amazon. It comes with bags. It comes with the little adapter. It's just like a little piece that connects your pump to the bag. Okay. So and there's different ones for like if you have a Medela or whatever pump. And then it also comes with three different kinds of nipples, like slow feed, fast feed, medium feed. Wow. And it's really really cool. And I just Love it. I'm obsessed with it. And then the other hack, I guess, that I'll share around pumping that a friend shared with me, if you're pumping a lot, a lot of people will pump and wash the parts each time. And washing parts is also another source of anxiety. If you're pumping and in one place where you can keep something cool, I'm going to be packing a cooler with me when I'm on the road, like a travel cooler with ice in it to keep my bags milk warm. But if you use the parts, you can put them in a Ziploc bag. As long as they're kept cold, like you can stick them in the refrigerator or in my ice pack cooler, you should only wash those parts at the end of the day. Oh, Pump in the morning or whatever, put your parts in a Ziploc bag, throw it in the fridge, and then just use those parts. You don't have to clean them every single time, Mm. right? As long as it's kept cold. So it's a little hack to keep things a little bit easier. Anyway, wanted to share that.
0: What do I need? And to know? we used also the Medella, like microwavable sanitizer bags. Yes. To clean our parts so that you didn't have to do like soap and water or whatever. You just. Put all your plastic and we cleaned after every time because Revy got thrush and she got it twice. And so we just got in the habit of like, because that heating it up or whatever, burnt, like kills off all the bacteria or yeast buildup. So we loved those too. And that made it easier. You just pop them in the microwave for three minutes and then it sanitizes the whole thing so that you're not like soap and water and like cleaning or whatever.
1: And those are good for traveling. Yes. I'm going to be taking those like in hotel rooms yes. so that at the End of the day I can sanitize all the parts in my hotel room. Yes. And you can buy like little the the grass dryer things, you know that you put um, there's travel called. versions yeah. of that. Oh. Yeah. So as if you guys know of any hacks for traveling and pumping actually, oh, like please email call. us at you can with us at gmail.com. As I get into action in this in September October, I'll report back on things that I'm finding cuz there's a lot of you who are in postpartum or figuring all this mm-hmm. out along with us. But for those of you who have experience in this and might be able to help, drop us a note. Much appreciated. Thanks in advance.
0: Okay. So what I wanted to talk about, and this is going to be a little bit of a longer what you need to know. I'm, I'm going to try to be brief, but it's going to be very difficult because I've been getting into something this year called the Enneagram. It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And it's basically a like personality assessment, kind of, except for it's very in depth and it is very spot on, very accurate. And it explains how people are a certain ways. So there's nine different types, and I'm going to kind of go through it and do a little Cliff's Notes version. But it's been really amazing for me as a leader to understand the people that I'm working with in my marriage, in my friendships and relationships, to understand. How other people work because we as humans tend to think that everybody thinks like us. And so sometimes when someone does something, you're like, God, you're being a total asshole. Or what the hell is wrong with you? When you, after you learn about the Enneagram, you're like, oh, you just see the world differently than I do. So the Enneagram, I've done so much research, I've been really deep diving into it, and it, it's kind of confusing until you start getting it. But it teaches us that early in life, we somewhere along the line learn to feel safe and cope with our family situations and personal circumstances by developing a strategy based on our natural talents and abilities. And so this is, it's basically you develop your number. So there's one through nine. I'll go, I'll I'll run through them. And as I'm explaining it, call ask questions because I don't know, you know, to make sure it's making sense. Yeah. So far so good. Okay. So you develop this like a main, your main type, as a child. And then, you know, as you get healthier, as you grow, you can take on other different types, but you still always have your core type. And there's also variations within each type. So again, there's nine types and then you'll have, you'll have your main type. So I am a my main type is a three which is the achiever and then you have a wing of something on either side of you so I can be a three wing two or a three wing four you cannot be like a multi-type you cannot be a sometimes I'm this sometimes I'm that you have your primary type and that is a major and a minor yes and it doesn't you know change but when you're in history class you feel or like I was a poly sci major history minor. So I was in, you know, you take your history class. And but that doesn't mean that that's your major. So sometimes I'm in a different class, right? But th- I'm, I'm still majoring in something else. So there's variations in st- and stuff. And it it's based on like, when you're under stress, you might move towards a certain number. If you're positive, if you're uh, being successful, you'd move towards another. And so there's different attributes that come out, but it's very comprehensive. It's been fascinating to dig into. And what I want to do now is kind of go through the nine types briefly and explain what they are and what they're driven by so that you guys can get a sense quickly of maybe which one that you think you are. Enneagrams are based in root fear. So it's it's your main fear that is going to determine your type. And as you're thinking about it, think about how you were when you were under 25. Some of it might still apply to you today, but. Decisions that you made when you were under 25. So type number one is perfectionist. Perfectionists are realistic, conscientious, and principled. They strive to live up to their high ideals. And their main fear is being evil or corrupt. So this is big for or being, you know, wrong. This is big for people in law enforcement, military people, where there's, there's no gray. It's black and white, right? Type two is the helper. Helpers are warm, concerned, nurturing, and sensitive to other people's needs. Their main fear is the fear of being unloved or unwanted by others. Number three, type three, is the achiever. That's what I am. Achievers are energetic, optimistic, self-assured, and goal-oriented. And their main fear is the fear of being unaccomplished and worthless. So as I'm reading these, you guys, listen to the fears and see which one resonates with you the most. That's how I was actually, because I have a lot, I really resonate with type eight, we'll get there, but how I figured out which one I am between type eight and type three is the main fear. So take note of that as I'm reading the fears. Okay, four Mm. is the romantic. Romantics have sensitive feelings and are warm and perceptive. And their main fear is a fear of lacking a unique and significant identity. So they want to be, these are people, a lot of times they're artists. They like tattoos, their colorful hair, or, you know, just really like expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. Type five is observers. Observers have a need for knowledge and they're introverted, curious and analytical, as well as insightful. Their main fear is the fear of being helpless and inadequate. So they strive to really like know everything, to become as knowledgeable and competent as possible in all of their undertakings. Type six is the questioners. Now, I don't really know any question, too many. I mean, I, I only know one that I can think of one questionnaire in my life, but it's something like 80% of the population or 70%, something, the bulk of the population is a type six. Wow. Type six questioners are responsible, trustworthy, and value loyalty to family, friends, groups, and causes. Their personalities range broadly from reserved and timid to outspoken and confrontational. Their main fear is the fear of being without support or guidance. So the the sixes their Their main fear is that they 're incapable of surviving on their own, and so they must seek out as much support and direction from others as possible so sixes are they really take on a lot of problems of the world, so sixes like to watch the news and they like to think about all the things that could happen, like oh this you know this house burned down, what if my house burned down? that person got cancer, what if I got like they really want to, and it can tend to have a little bit more anxiety and be anxious. And that makes a lot of sense to me that the majority of the world is like that because the majority of the world really does take on the world's problems as they see, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and the six is very dynamic. So there can be a positive, really positive, like healthy six, and there can be a negative, which is kind of the case with all numbers. Okay. Seven, Mm -hmm. which is what we think Colleen is based on a test she took, is the adventurer. Adventurers are energetic, lively, and optimistic, and they want to contribute to the world. Their fear is the fear of deprivation and pain. So they strive to achieve their wildest desire or desires and find fulfillment and have like a very fun life. This is uh, spot on. Yeah. 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 Type eight is either the challenger or the asserter. They are direct, self-reliant, self-confident, and protective. Their main fear. So I I really resonate with AIDS. The thing is, is their main fear is their fear of being harmed or controlled by others. So they really strive to become strong, independent, and self-directed. I don't really resonate with that fear very much, but I am very confrontational. I don't back down. I'm very strong-willed. I appreciate when people stand up to me and I can stand back up to them. I appreciate directness. I really resonate with AIDS. It's just the fear of the three and being unworthy resonated much stronger for me. So that's how I landed on I was a three. Lastly, Mm -hmm. type nine is the peacemaker. They are receptive, good-natured, and supportive. They seek union with others and the world around them, and they fear loss and separation from others. So they strive to maintain peace and harmony both internally and externally in the world around them. So what's so fascinating about this, so what I discovered is John is a type eight with a wing nine. And what that means is his main driver is he likes to be in control of himself in his life because his main fear is the fear of being harmed or controlled by others. But then he also really, wing nine, really likes there to be peace and harmony and no drama around him. So that's why he's an eight Mm -hmm. wing nine. I am a three wing two, which is my main fear is being unworthy and unaccomplished. Like I really want to be successful. And my other fear is being unloved or unwanted by others. So that's kind of how that works. Call, I think you are a seven with a wing six and I'll get a little bit into the wings now so that you guys can understand. I read a book or actually read the fears, read the fear of six again, the fear of being without support or guidance, but I'm going to read the wings of what that, okay. the other, the other wing that you could be is the fear of being harmed or controlled by others. Does that resonate with you better? Yeah. I'm going to read the wings so that you'll understand more, but here's some questions. I'm going to actually go through, go through them a little bit more into each type, a little bit more in depth. So Ones, they're motivated by the need to live their life the right way, including improving themselves and the world around them. So here's some things that, statements that describe ones, and I'm going to read it as if, you know, first person or whatever. So think about, do these resonate with you? Ones, I like to be organized and orderly. It's difficult for me to be spontaneous. I often feel guilty about not getting enough accomplished. I don't like it when people break rules. Incorrect grammar and spelling bother me a lot. I am almost always on time. I hold on to resentment for a long time. I think of myself as being practical, reasonable, and realistic. And there's several others. Ones, here's your ones and your wings. So ones can either be a one, wing two, or one, wing nine, because it's, you know, whatever is on either side of it. And it Mm -hmm. goes in a circle. So ones with a more developed two wing tend to be warmer, more helpful, critical, and controlling. Ones with a more developed nine wing tend to be cooler, more relaxed, objective, and detached. I know a couple wing, or I know a couple of ones, and they're both military law enforcement people. That makes sense. And it's so funny. Like ones are very, for me, they're very easy to pick out. Okay, two is the helper. My stepmom is a two. Our friend Jenna is a two. Twos are motivated by the need to be loved and valued and to express their positive feelings towards others. So here are some statements that might apply to the two. I want people to feel comfortable coming to me for guidance and advice. Relationships are more important to me than almost anything. Sometimes I feel overburdened by people's dependence on me. I have trouble asking for what I need. I crave, yet sometimes fear intimacy. I am more comfortable giving than receiving. I am very sensitive to criticism. I work hard to overcome all obstacles in a relationship. I don't want my dependence to show It is very important that others feel comfortable and welcome in my home. So those are a few. There's a ton of other ones. Twos with a stronger one wing tend to be more idealistic, objective, self-critical, and judgmental. But twos with a stronger three wing tend to be more self-assured, ambitious, outgoing, and competitive. Okay, so that's the two. The three is the achiever. Threes are motivated by the need to be productive, achieve success, and avoid failure. Here are some statements that might apply if you're a three. I am almost always busy. I like to make to-do lists, progress charts, and schedules for myself. I don't mind being asked to work overtime. I have an optimistic attitude. I go full force until I get the job done. I believe in doing things as expediently as possible. It is important for people to better themselves and live up to their potential. Sometimes when you figure out what you are, like I just smile. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Like It's just so dead ringer for me. I am not interested in talking a lot about my personal life, which that doesn't resonate. So like there might be Mm -hmm. things also within your type that don't resonate. I am a big time feeler. So some of the, these things and it's threes are also very motivated by how people perceive them. And I've kind of, as I've gotten older and healthier, I don't, I pretty much don't care hardly at all what people think people that I care about. I care. But so that's the thing too, is like you can get healthier as you know, The Enneagram has helped me also get healthier. So as you know more about yourself, you'll be able to kind of work on that. But threes with a two-wing tend to be warmer, more encouraging, sociable, popular, and seductive. Threes with a four-wing, so that's what I'm a three-wing too. Threes with a four-wing tend to be more introspective, sensitive, artistic, imaginative, and pretentious. All right, four, the romantic. Fours are motivated by the need to experience their feelings and to be understood to search for the meaning, meaning of life, and to avoid being ordinary. Here's some statements that might re- describe you. Being understood is very important to me. My friends say they enjoy my warmth and my different way of looking at life. I can become non-functional for hours, days, or weeks when I'm depressed. I'm very sensitive to critical remarks and feel hurt at the tiniest slight. It really affects me emotionally when I write, read upsetting stories in the newspaper. I cry easily. Beauty, love, sorrow, and pain really touch me. Okay. So those are a few. Now, if you're a four wing three, you tend to be more extroverted, upbeat, ambitious, flamboyant, and image conscious. If you're a four with a five wing, you tend to be more introverted, intellectual, idiosyncratic, reserved, and depressed. Is this interesting mm-hmm. or is it making sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, good. And I told you this was going to be a long one guys, but I just find it fascinating. Okay. Five, the observer. Fives are motivated by the need to know and understand everything, to be self-sufficient, and to avoid looking foolish. Here are some statements that might apply to you. I learn from observing or reading as opposed to doing. It's hard to express my feelings in the moment. I get lost in my interests, and I like to be alone with them for hours. I usually experience my feelings more deeply when I'm by myself. Sometimes I feel guilty that I'm not generous enough. I try to conceal my sensitivity to criticism and judgment conforming is distasteful to me, and on and on. Fives with a four-wing tend to be more creative, humanistic, sensitive, empathetic, and self-absorbed. But fives with a six-wing tend to be more loyal, anxious, skeptical, and cautious. They're more likely to be interested in the sciences. Okay, six, the questioner. Sixes, remember, are motivated by the need for security. Phobic sixes are outwardly fearful and seek approval. Counterphobic sixes, because remember I said sixes are very dynamic. There's a wide range of sixes. But Counterphobic sixes confront their fear. Both of these aspects can appear in the same person. So, some statements that apply to you I am nervous around certain authority figures. I'm often plagued by guilt. I like to have clear cut guidelines and know where I stand. I'm always on the alert for danger. I take things too seriously. I constantly question myself about what might go wrong. I often experience criticism as an attack. I can be a very hard worker. My friends think of me as a loyal, supportive, and compassionate person on and on. Okay. If you are a six wing five, you tend to be more introverted, intellectual, cautious, and standoffish. If you're a six wing seven, you tend to be more extroverted, materialistic, active, and impulsive. The adventurer. Okay. Tell me how much, if this resonates with you. So, so seven, they are motivated by the need to be happy and plan enjoyable activities to contribute to the world and to avoid suffering and pain. Some statements that might apply to you. I enjoy life. I'm generally uninhibited and optimistic. I don't like being made to feel obligated or beholden. I am busy and energetic. I seldom get bored if left to do what I want. I often take verbal or physical risks. I usually pick upbeat friends who have similar goals. I'm not an expert in any one thing, but I can do many things well. My style is to go back and forth from one test to another. I like to keep moving. I seem to let go of grievances and recover from loss faster than most people I know. I like myself and I'm good to myself. I like people and they usually like me. I usually manage to get what I want. I value quick wit and on and on. Did those resonate with you? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 <laughs> okay. yes, yes. All right. Yes. So here's where I yes. thought what that you were maybe a 6 wing. So sevens with a 6 wing tend to be more loyal, endearing, responsible and anxious. Six with an 8 wing tend to be more exuberant, aggressive, competitive and materialistic. Does one of those sound like Read those eight. Okay. Read those eights again. So okay, eights, six with an or seven with an eight wing is More exuberant Aggressive Competitive And materialistic I mean I'm pretty Freaking competitive Yes
1: like really competitive. That resonates with me. I'd like to also think I'm endearing. I'd have and to almost always. just read more into yeah, this yeah, and tease yeah. this out more. Okay, good. The seven is
0: nailing it, but I don't know about the wings. The wings. I don't okay. know about the wings. Yeah, yeah. do more research because I'm I'm curious to know yeah, about you. me too. All right. Eight, the challenger or the asserter. They're motivated by the need to be self-reliant and strong and to avoid feeling weak or dependent. So some statements that apply to the eight. I can be assertive and aggressive when I need to be. I can't stand being used or manipulated. I value being direct and honest, and I put my cards on the table. I am an individualist and a nonconformist. I respect people who stand up for themselves. I will go to any lengths to protect those I love. I fight for what is right. I support the underdog. You know, actually, some of these do sound like you. So maybe you are a Mm 7 eight. Making decisions is not difficult for me self-reliance and independence are important. So this, I I resonate a lot deeply with an eight. Okay. An eight with a seven wing tend to be more extroverted, enterprising, energetic, quick, and egocentric. Eight with a developed nine wing tend to be more mild-mannered, gentle, receptive, and quietly strong. Okay, lastly, I'm going to wrap this up here, you guys. The peacemaker, number nine. They're motivated by the need to keep the peace, to merge with others, and to avoid conflict. Since they, especially, take on qualities of the other eight types, nines have many variations in their personalities from gentle and mild-mannered to independent and forceful. Here's some statements that might describe a nine. I often feel in union with nature and people. Making choices can be very difficult. I can see the advantages and disadvantages of every option. It is sometimes hard for me to know what I want when I'm with other people. Others see me as peaceful, but inside I often feel anxious. Instead of tackling what I really need to do, I sometimes do little unimportant things. When there is unpleasantness going on around me, I just try to think about something else for a while. I usually prefer walking away from a disagreement uh, to confronting someone. I prefer to walk away rather than confront. If I don't have some routine and structure in my day, I get almost nothing done. And the things that I picked up about nine is like one of the things that I heard when I was researching is like nines will often say, if you say, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? And they say, oh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? They actually don't care. Mm. Whereas like me, someone who's a three or an eight, I have an opinion on things. So if I'm like, oh, I don't care. I actually care. Nines really are harmonious. So they want to do like what the group wants to do and stuff. Okay. Nines with a eight wing tend to be more outgoing, assertive, and anti-authoritarian. And nines with a more developed one wing tend to be more orderly, critical, emotionally controlled, and compliant. Okay. So some places for you guys to do, I know I was like, this is just going to be an overview. And it was pretty in depth, but it's just so fascinating. So uh, I listened to the book, The Road Back to You, on Audible. That kind of, you know, it goes through the types in depth. Another book that I read or listened to, again, I I don't really read books. I listen. The Path Between Us. So that one is about how relate. it's all relational. So how does a one interact with a five? How do you, you know, if you're in a relationship or you have a friendship or you're managing. So that book was fascinating to me and really helpful for like, this is how I can love John best. This is how I can support this friend best. You know, this is, this is also what I need so I can let people that love me know what I need mm-hmm. and stuff. So anyway, I have just found this to be very helpful. I've become obsessed with it. And instead of now when John does something, I'm instead of thinking like, God, what is wrong with you? I think, oh, he's just that's just how he sees the that's just him being John yeah. instead of taking offense to things
1: you know you can
0: meet him um, where yeah. he's
1: at yes. and use it
0: as a tool to build a bridge to where you're at and yeah. give the benefit of the doubt always yeah it's just yeah anyway
1: fascinating okay so where can people so, take the te- is there a place people yeah. can go and take the test without reading the books oh. or if it's just if you don't yeah
0: you can just google free enneagram test but, you should spell um, it out tests are really only oh I did E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. But so just Google that. I've taken like three and one I paid and they all came back different because it kind of depends like what mood you're in in the time. And, you know, if you're healthy or if you're currently in a stressed out state or if you're thinking more with your working, like at work, I'm like this and personal, I'm like this. So it really can vary. So that's why I recommend Mm. the book. I mean, take the test to get an idea, but they're not, they're only like 70% accurate all the tests that you can take online but to get an idea you can take the test well and, and I liked the
1: in the beginning where you laid out the fears too and because it can yes. be a little tempting where it's like a horoscope where you're like oh I connect with all those positive things or right. I feel things yes. and I like <laughs> you know you, I connected with a lot of the good stuff but then the fear was really specific and I did not connect mm-hmm. with a lot of the fears but I did connect with very specific fears particularly in the seven yes. of of course, you know, so yes, I right. think that that's fascinating. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. It's so fascinating. So, good yeah. stuff,
1: Ash. All right, yeah. you guys, mm. let me tell you about some other good stuff, actually great stuff. Let's talk about <laughs> some makeup that really does it all. When I travel for work, I do not want to have to be packing every single thing I own to take to the hotel. And the thing I love about Wander Beauty is it gets it Right. Everything that I've tried from Wander Beauty, I use again and again and again and again. It's travel friendly. It's beauty made for real life women on the go.
0: It's I love it, too. I love all their products that I've tried so far from them. And I also love that they're dedicated to clean beauty, which means that they formulate everything with skin loving ingredients that are cruelty free, mess free, stress free. And they really have created your everyday essentials that you actually want to use. Like I find myself, I have, you know, all different kinds of foundation that I try and I always reach for the Wander Beauty one. And I love mm-hmm. the lip gloss that, you know, like I just find myself constantly reaching for it and we want you guys to try it and constantly reach for it yourself. So they're giving you 20% off your purchase at WanderBeauty.com slash sip. That is WanderBeauty.com slash sip for 20% off wanderbeauty.com/sip
1: All right, it is time Let's for to
0: some hot topics. topics. I Good. got a lot of hot topics to cover. You have oh. some too. Yeah, yours are always like better than mine, but I'm wondering if we might have one overlap. Okay, what do you think it is? Brody and Caitlyn. Yeah, yep. Up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um like uh, they so okay, Brody Jenner, Caitlyn jenner if that was her real name not his not dad ca- not his, not his wife. dad his wife so we've been watching the hills mm-hmm. i still am really liking it
0: yes me and
1: too. i mean i don't love i mean you take it for what it is you know right. it's fake whatever i still it's entertainment yeah it's easy brain what you expect it to be yeah but you can so they him and his wife have split but then it was also revealed that they were never officially mm-hmm. married which i think is interesting which makes it so easy then, the to news, divorce reporters or whatever are saying that there were two main issues one she wanted a legal marriage and two
0: children and they talk about that on the hills anyway what are your thoughts wow on it? I didn't well John told me this yesterday and then I had to. he was like did you hear Caitlyn and Brody broke up and I was like what and he's like well we saw that coming right and I yeah. we've talked about it on here on Patreon somewhere where I was like he is like a dick he is not nice to her yes. I do not like him he's not respectful and then when they did talk about the kids stuff I was like OK, I don't know how that's a very major thing to not be aligned on. And she wanted him really bad. And he just was like, I don't see the rush or the need. So that's pretty fundamental. So I guess it's not surprising that they broke up. What is surprising? Like, I don't know. It's all acting or whatever. But like, did they do the show for why do they do the show then? If they're, yeah, you know, it feels like they did the show for money and sounds like they've been on the outs for a long time. Like the season's not even over yet and they're getting divorced. I don't know. It's- well, I, I went on her Instagram and she had
1: just, cause they just basically had their one year anniversary of their not legal wedding. And she posted oh. pictures very recently. That was like my number one or whatever, like happy anniversary to the love of my life. Yeah. So I'm wondering if something happened. Like he like like, cheated on her did- or something. That's what I'm wondering. Mm. Or if they had, there was some sort of major event. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could definitely see the tension on the hills, which yeah. I do, because, and it almost seemed like he did a bait and switch too, because she's like, we talked about this, that, the, you know, this was something mm-hmm. when I turned whatever age. And, yeah, I don't know on the Enneagram where asshole is, but he yeah. falls there. Like, yeah, I just that guy just he Brody loves Brody. Yeah, Brody and I loves just don't Brody. think he really cares or loves anybody else.
0: No, he's he seemed super selfish and just really disrespectful to her. Um, and just felt like he yeah. was really in the right, which would be an impossible person to be married to. Like he was not willing to compromise at all, and he was just kind of rude to her and thought she was like. It's weird cuz I went on his his Instagram too and he's like, "Oh, you know, she's my better half" and like and I think he has even said that on the hills too, like really nice things about her, but I'm like, "But your actions don't line up with that because you're kind of an ass." Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm not totally I think she's surprised, off. but so do you think that that hoses yeah. her though? Like he didn't want a legit marriage because he's got to have more money than she does, right? I don't know. Maybe he just has fear of
1: fears of com- I don't know what his deal is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think she's hosed. I think she's better off. I think she's gonna. If anything, this raises her stock in a weird way because people are gonna be more intrigued, mm-hmm. and she's on the show, and she has like modeling and fashion stuff. I think that she does. So, oh, and I also think more importantly than anything, she's gonna find or have a life. She doesn't need a guy to be happy, a but better, I think she's yeah. being alone would be better than way better than being with him. With
0: him, ugh, I mean, yeah. ugh,
1: he's just such a total drain and just yeah disgusting. i feel
0: like i liked him on the original hills better yeah i do not like him on this hills at all
1: no me neither
0: Ugh, he's my very favorites not are
1: still heidi and spencer mm-hmm. i actually the want to kick spidey. it with them which i i know i remember mm-hmm. really passionately not liking them for a long time and now i'm like yeah i really like both of them and Heidi seems super fun yeah. and funny yeah and i love them it's an Spencer seems like a trip
0: yeah I like um Spencer better than Heidi Heidi seems like she might be a little snoozy to me but like like okay you're a little bit boring but maybe she she's got a wild streak you said she seems fun to you
1: at the crystal party when she was in like the tie-dye shirt and just having a black and she just seems very high energy in a way that I think would be really fun yeah okay anyway yeah I'm into it well maybe Um, one day did you hear that Taylor Swift last night hosted a Secret Sessions group for her
0: fans? They heard the whole Lover album. No. Yes. So she. I mean, she does that every time, but I didn't, you know. Oh, yeah, because we're yeah. in August now. So it's like full ramp up the to release date. The countdown is on. Wow. Yeah. No, I didn't hear. So was it any feedback? Have we heard any feedback? I mean, of course, they're going to say, oh, my God, it's phenomenal, right? Yeah. Is anyone going to be like, yeah, I heard it wasn't wasn't happy with it.
1: So I guess there were questions of her even doing this again because for Reputation, Mm. she held these secret session groups, but a lot of stuff – got out, and she was basically saying last night, let's keep this between us. Yeah. Because last time, a lot of things were misrepresented in a matter of words, and so people recapped that conversation, but then gave her the respect of not totally spilling everything else. But some details that I did see on Twitter from people who attended, and she posted this on Instagram, Rice Krispie Treats with different colors and hearts. Yes. She made those for her fans who were at the Secret Mm. Sessions group. People Mm -hmm. said she looked like a walking angel, like... (laughs) They just are, mm-hmm. fans just seem adorable. And yeah. people said on the album, there are major bops and major, major deep songs like Ooh. Archer was not anywhere close to being the deepest song <gasps> on there. So wow. I, can't, I just got goosebumps talking about that. So I can't wait for August 23rd. That is also oh the day gosh. I move into our new house. So it's going to be a big. Oh, my gosh.
0: I don't know if I'll yeah, be able to survive be, that day. You know what? This is the anthem of your new chapter.
1: Oh my God. That's so meaningful. Well, I was just thinking lucky me, I'll have, I can just listen to it on repeat as I'm unpacking and driving back and forth and doing all those things. Yeah. And lucky
0: Chris, too, because, you know, you know how much our husbands love Taylor Swift when she drops a new album and that's all they hear for the next. I don't know, 90 days straight. <laughs> Do you think it's one of those things where they say they hate it, but they actually like it or no? Yeah, because sometimes I catch John humming Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, who's the T Sweezy <laughs> fan? Now?
1: So yeah. I remember, and I know we can move into this, the Bachelorette, because I know when you hate something, oh, yeah. you go hard on it. And I know mm-hmm. you hated it, but that mm-hmm. reminds me of. Chris. So like I watched, I've watched the bachelorette since I was in bachelors, whatever, since I was in high school. Right. And Mm -hmm. there were times where, and he's like, I hate that show. I hate that show. But then I'd catch him like folding laundry in the living room when it was on Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. kind of engaging and his podcast dudes that he likes, they do a whole episode on the bachelor bachelorette. Yeah. And now we do bets. So every other person who comes out of the car, like he gets every other person, I get every other person. And then we see who the winner was. And so Mm -hmm. this year. I had Jed on my column and he had Tyler in his column. Oh. And so now there's a big debate on who actually won because she picked, you know, my asshole. She picked Jed. Yeah. But then there was a news report on TMZ that Tyler just spent the night at Hannah's house. So they didn't mm-hmm. just go for that drink. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're actually a thing, which I did mm-hmm. not actually think that that would happen. I thought oh, you did too much mm-hmm. time. No, you know, I don't know. So well, much he has- was.
0: He wasn't her pick, which I feel like that's yeah. just kind of an ego bruise. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I really, because I you kind of joined. You didn't watch the whole season, right? You I didn't watch any movie. of it. I
0: just tried i suffered through the <laughs> final night because it was a two-night finale and i was like i cannot watch monday night i cannot i cannot watch this i texted a coin, i'm like do i have to do this and she's like wow well, yes i think it's you in your best do. interest <laughs> but i couldn't watch monday nights it was like just nightmare train wreck city so i only watched the f- like finale finale and then the- after the final roles. yeah
1: okay yeah. so what were I your mean, thoughts on the finale finale
0: well, I mean, I guess it's a little bit hard because I i guess you get invested and you. So I had seen apparently Jed, people didn't like Jed for a long time because I've seen memes yeah. about Jed, but I didn't know who he was. And so usually that person doesn't get picked in the final. Yeah. I feel like normally if there's someone that the public doesn't like, the bachelor or bachelorette usually figures it out and doesn't, they don't end up winning. But he won and I was like watching it. I was like, how did this guy win? Because maybe he had an endearing side that she liked. But I was like, this guy is major, like, he definitely Mm -hmm. was captain of the douche squad. I could Mm -hmm. not believe, I was like, what? What is he even saying? He's talking in circles. He's trying to be a smooth talker, but he just sounds like an idiot talker is what he sounds like. So I didn't understand at all what, I don't think he's good looking, even in the slightest. So I don't understand Mm -hmm. how she was attracted to him. And maybe one, it could just be that she's 23, which I feel like is way too young, absolutely irresponsible, probably gives ABC or whatever, NBC, better TV, but nobody knows who the hell they are at 23. So you should never, I mean, 25 should be the minimum. And even then that's a little on the young side, I feel like to be on national TV, trying to pick the person you're going to marry. Like what? Let's do a 40 year old bachelor. Although that's probably not very good TV, but like... I don't know that I, so maybe that's why she did fa- fall for his lines, but he seemed like a schmooze ball. Tyler seemed like yeah, great. He seemed like a great yeah. dude, but he also seemed like too good for her, too mature for her and was just like, I went to his Instagram and he made a very nice post to her and he was just very mature. I don't know. How old is that guy? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. So I can Google it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand how that's a show that is still on TV. I felt like it was this, this, the dumbest. And it made me really question. I know I committed to watching Bachelor in Paradise. I, I'm going to try. I don't know if I can do it because the whole time I was just like, I hate this. I hate this. This is stupid. I don't understand why this is on TV. I hate this. And the Bachelor in Paradise is better for me than the Bachelor in Bachelorette, but I don't know if I'll enjoy it that much without knowing any of the people on it. Because I don't watch You'll any of the shows anymore. I don't know. we will we'll see. Fine.
1: We'll it's see. Such a sh- the Bachelor in Paradise is such a shit show yeah. is the thing. Yeah. And it's way more just like your straight up reality TV yeah. where Bachelorette and Bachelor are trying to be – they're like producing this big love story that's oh not God. believable. No. But I mean I think about all the shows like we just talked about The Hills, The Kardashians, even Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. Like. A lot of that is fake. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. Yes. So I take it for what it is. I think people who – I can't believe people actually buy in to the dramatic pauses and the things you were talking about on Insta stories where they're like really Mm, swept up in that. Yeah. For me, it's just like mindless, enjoyable television. But for me, I I think
0: what makes it so hard is it's really uncomfortable to watch because I don't like the smooching. I don't like like the – (laughs) <laughs> like and they really like they, oh, wow. there's no, you know, sound It's just them making out and it's very intense yeah. on TV and it's, it just feels yeah. very private. Like we shouldn't be watching that. I like it better usually when there's the wow. bachelorette because the guys are funnier than the girls, but I just get so uncomfortable. Like this should not be on broadcast. Like I don't, Want to be a part? Whereas the drama on Vanderpump or The Hills or whatever, it's just like drama in their lives, not as like sexual. Yeah. Okay. So
1: the thing I have a similar reaction to, which is very weird, is hearing people eat and drink. Mm. Oh, you know right. That about mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I was just imagining if I had to watch a show of people just eating and, eating drinking, and drinking, I couldn't do that. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to empathize with this oh, yeah. genuine feeling that you oh, have. God, Tyler is 26 years old, okay. and the thing that I was wondering. So, okay, so the Jed news that he cheated or like whatever, uh, had a girlfriend before coming on the show and then the partying stuff, that People Magazine article came out mid season. So I feel like that it was edited heavily to take that into account Mm. so that you're watching it and you're like, no, 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 she can't pop. This guy was a douche and everyone, it was kind of public info. And so they're just setting up, you're like watching a train wreck. Basically, is what the season felt like. And then it actually wrecked. Yeah. But, you know, so it's kind of a weird season. But I think Tyler, even though he spent the night at her house, I still think he could be a contender for The Bachelor, which would be interesting. And I think his stock at this point has gone way up. I think he's probably the most popular person to come from the show. The whole season, I was like... What about Peter? I feel like everyone's talking about Peter and everyone loves Peter. Peter, the pilot. He was a third... He was third place or whatever... He seems like a really happy, positive, optimistic guy. I like Tyler better, so I'm you do
0: okay, Tyler. Yeah. So do you hope they get together or not?
1: I hope not.
0: I think because you want him to be the bachelor. Yeah, he's yeah. And I didn't
1: dislike Hannah to be. I did not like her on the Bachelor. I liked her way better than I thought I would as the Bachelorette. I had very low expectations for her, and she she did win me over. But I like Tyler a lot, and I think he's better off just kind of washing this whole thing away and starting new yeah and maybe that's as the bachelor and i would totally watch that season with him because i just think he's great did you hear last hot topic and then we'll save the rest we can talk uh stuff on
0: for patreon. friday's patreon yep.
1: episode did you hear about katie perry's issues in
0: court no
1: okay your face as soon as i brought katie her Perry. Name up i mean so do you do you know her song dark horse yeah, da- It was kind of her last hit. Yeah. It's been a long time since she's had a popular song. Yeah, but since so anyone's given a
0: shit about th- her, I agree.
1: There was a Christian <laughs> singer, songwriter, artist who said, hey, you ripped me off. Mm-hmm. This was my one song. One of those. Mm-hmm. You guys straight up stole the beats. And you hear about those, but you never really hear how they pan out, mm-hmm. right? Well, this one, they usually settle, I feel like. This one went to court and she and her team were found guilty so she had to pay this guy $550,000 and then her people, her like whatever you call it, their her record label, and Dr. Luke, who seems like a bad dude. So this – Dr. Luke is the same guy that was in court with Kesha. She accused him
0: of uh really terrible, like sexual – That's the thing. one that she wrote the song about, right?
1: Yeah. So this is yeah, the yeah. same – Dr. Luke seems like bad news. Uh So the label had to pay a lot more. I think it was like upwards of a couple mil. Because he said, not only did you take my song, but then you associated it with these things that are anti-Christian and it ruined my brand. I mean, he took it all the way for like potential Mm -hmm. impacts on his career. I mean, I think I actually at this point, and I feel like you're not going to agree with me here. I actually feel bad for Katy Perry over the last – like it just seems like she can't really win. Like she's taken just – Hit after hit after hit, mediocre songs what else keep went coming wrong? out.
0: I don't know. It just feels like her. she's just plummeting. I just feel like. Okay, but most of it is her fault. Most of it is put out better quality art, and then you won't plummet, right? Like, this is a know. bad thing out of her control. Yeah. But what else is bad for her? Nobody likes her shit? Well, do better. Level up your shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any sympathy for that. I like, think, get better. I knew you'd disagree. I could see that response
1: coming from a mile away. <laughs> and I don't really have a defense for it other than I just I just kind of feel bad for. Her. I don't know. Mm, mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. But anyways,
0: she said that. I do that- think it sucks when these things happen. I don't think the artists probably know. because no. Like for Taylor, it happened to Taylor on one song and she writes all of the stuff. Like she writes her music and also thinks about the beats and stuff that go with it. But I think most artists don't. So I think someone brings her this song and is like, hey, want to make this song? And they bring them the idea. They bring them the music. And then they might personalize it, put their own spin on it. But I'm guessing Katie had never heard this Christian guy's version of Dark Horse. But her team did. So it makes sense why they got the fine. But I mean, in that case, that I mean... that sucks for her and it sucks for any artist that this happens to I still don't feel bad for Katie she
1: that's exactly what she said happened is that Dr. Luke brought her this song or the beats she heard it and then wrote the song with probably a team of people in like 45 minutes but on Mm. YouTube you can just google like Katy Perry dark horse whatever Christian ripoff whatever and you can hear both of them I Mm -hmm. listened to it and I'm like oh yeah this is definitely the same thing Yeah, same or
0: original. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but she clear. she, I would bet a lot that she had never heard that before. Right,
0: right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I just think this Dr. Luke guy's a liar and I think he's a bad guy. And I think yeah. we should ask Perez about him when we have a moment Ooh, show. good call. So,
0: yeah. Did we tell these, did we tell them that Perez is coming or was that on Patreon? Oh, I don't know if we did. So we have two guests coming up this
1: month Perez Hilton. We have him booked. Send in any questions quickly. Yeah. Like, ASAP because you're hearing he's this next on a week Tuesday. Or something. Yeah, we're interviewing him on Thursday. But any questions about celebrity stuff, whatever, he's fair game. His publicist yeah. said, like, ask him anything, and he's our inside scoop for the celeb yeah. world. So email us about that, and then also Wells Adams. Speaking of all the Bachelor in Paradise stuff mm-hmm. coming up. He just got engaged to Sarah Highland. He's going to be a guest on our show in a few weeks. So send us what you want to know about The Bachelor franchise. Nothing is off limits with him. He'll give us the scoop. Yeah.
0: All right. So The Bachelor is going to be in your home. Well, The Bachelor in Paradise and Mr. Wells himself. But guess what else can be in your home? The Citizenry. Um, It's a new company Colleen and I just found out about. They travel around the globe. They're a Socially conscious home decor brand and they travel around the globe partnering with master artisans to create designs with soul story and purpose, which I love any company that goes out into the world and is supporting like smaller, more local artists give me it. You know? Yeah.
1: When we're moving into the new house, I want to take decorating really slow. And we got the lumbar pillow from them. It is absolutely stunning. It is going to make a room. It's going to be in our master bedroom and it's going to pop the whole room with this one pillow. You
0: can instantly step up the game on your couch. or bed. Okay. That sounds really lame. Like when you say that you're like, Oh, a pillow, a lumbar pillow. Cause normally they're just ugly. Like it's tiny little things. These are like beautiful. Mine the one that I got is a beautiful like tribal design and we kind of have a tribal theme in our master. Yeah. So it's this long, gorgeous pillow. Did you get the bright one? No, I got gray. Oh, I got the same one. You did? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. No, I love it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, they donate 10% of their proceeds directly back to the artisan communities around the globe to help entrepreneurs take their businesses to new heights. And
0: we're obviously a fan of supporting yeah. all entrepreneurs and I just love companies that give back. And I'm just such a fan of something that helps my back because I have a bad back, but also looks good doing it, which sounds like a cheesy line, but I mean it.
1: All right, guys, go get yours. We got a $25 gift voucher toward your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to citizenrypodcast.com, C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-R-Y com, and enter SIP. That is podcast podcast.com enter s i p for $25 off your first purchase of $100 or more. There we go folks.
0: All right, call All right,
1: let's wrap You want it up. to rant to me? Yeah, I got a quick rant. So, I love Trader Joe's. We've, you know, obviously gone through things you need to buy at Trader Joe's. What I don't like is the Trader Joe's shopping experience. I was in there the other day with my little cart to be fair, it was not an ideal time <laughs> to be going. It was like a Sunday afternoon, but my god, there were people everywhere. I felt panicked in the produce section trying to get two oh, avocados. No. People were reaching over me. Everything's every which way. Going down the aisles, I'm constantly, you know, everyone's looking at the the nuts and the dried fruits. Going down the freezer aisle, they got oh, all the yeah. candies up high and all the frozen stuff down low and I can't look at everything fast enough. I'm going too slow. (laughs) And I just feel like rushed every time I'm in there. I need to find the least optimal time to go. Maybe at like I don't know how early they open on whatever day. But it just I remember one time I was in New York and it was so crowded that there was a line where each aisle like that. You just basically walked in a single file line until you got to check out. And I'll tell you what. I liked um, that better because it was right, orderly. Like cattle prod. I got cattle my herd. time. Yeah. In, yes. In each aisle. And uh, it wasn't a scramble. And so I love you, Trader Joe's, but I wish it was more like bigger like a normal grocery store or like not Costco big Mm -hmm, but like just a mm -hmm. little bit bigger a little more space because they've got so much good stuff and then it's just packed
0: yeah yes I tend to go I try to avoid now that you know I work from home I try to avoid everything during the main high traffic time so I go during the day during the week I don't like to go on weekends really anywhere because that's when everyone's getting their stuff so a Sunday afternoon yeah I mean, Trader Joe's. You're right. is always busy, but Sunday afternoons probably like prime time shopping. Worst you know, yeah. Time. Mine also has to do with the store. So we went to Target yesterday, and everyone loves Target, right? We love Target. How oh, disgusting yeah. are their bathrooms? Bad. Do you ever pee in there? They're bad. They are. Yes, like, I have. D- they it's are like bad. gas station restrooms. Target. Yep. I, I mean. I don't understand how they can keep their stores so nice and their bathrooms so disgusting. Everything is always like Mm -hmm. broken and dirty and just dingy. And I don't understand, like going into their restroom, it does not match the level of experience that you get outside of Target. I feel like I need to take a shower after I leave every, like I hate going into Target restrooms. I hate it. Ugh. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, Target needs, I mean, they've leveled They're up disp- in a lot of ways, but they forgot to level up their restroom and they need to get their shit yeah. together, you know? <laughs> no pun intended, but pun hey, Target, intended. Are you listening?
1: Yeah. Is this on? Of course, Is this they, thing are. On? Of course they are. Trader Joe's? Yeah. Target? I expect this better by next week. Yes. Guys. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. I'm going to rave to you. Okay. So, so far in the postpartum journey, like I was, you know, working out throughout my pregnancy as much as I could. Obviously things get a little dicier <laughs> the bigger you get in the third trimester. Mm-hmm. I'm still walking. <laughs> but b- before I found out I was pregnant, I was training for a half marathon. Yeah. And I don't I am a very slow runner. For me, running is not about going fast. It is not about distance that I go. It is about just being out there and connecting to the outdoors and listening to really good music and like having that music loud. Mm-hmm. And I finally feel like good enough to where it doesn't hurt my (laughs) breasts and like my body feels a little stronger. So I've been on three runs in the last week and a half and it has felt so good. I actually cried the first run that I did. I know that sounds silly, but I was like, oh my God, like I just, I'm back. Getting back to me. Yeah. Back to me. And, um, it felt really good. And I remember, In the third trimester, seeing people out running and thinking like I just felt very jealous of them and I felt envious and I felt pissed that I wasn't like my feet were hurting and just things were hurting and you do – it's amazing like time just – Time, I don't know. Like I'm also miss being pregnant, and I'm also very happy now that I can run again. Yeah. It's just these crazy, just to go through so much change on kind of every side of it, and you're going through it now. Yeah. Like it's just trippy and weird and amazing, and uh, it felt really good to uh, to just move quickly. Like it's been a while since oh I've just gosh. covered ground yeah. in a way that was this fast, you know? Those so, little anyway.
0: things that make you feel like, oh, okay, cuz cuz in that especially in those first months, those new where you start thinking like will I ever feel like myself again? Yes. Like will there ever be another normal? And those little hints of like, oh, I'm still here. Like I can still yes. do this. We can survive. Like it's those are everything. Yeah. Those
1: little things are Big things. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I I guess I had a hard time coming up with raves this week because I already kind of talked about this, but. I loved being able to, you know, it's, this has been a hard transition moving to Oregon, but it still is such a blessing to be able to like work from anywhere and move and whatever. But it was so cool to be able to fly with Roka in cabin because I get so, I I don't think we, I wouldn't have flown if she had to go under the plane, but I didn't want her and John to have to drive. And it was just so special. And she did so great. Like she just laid by our feet and she was chill. And she's such a part of our family that, it, it was cool for her to be able to be on this adventure with us and so and she's just resilient like coming and being with her I love having her here John's gone right now actually he must be out with Roka and I love like we're in cooler temps now and so we can do stuff outside with her and I don't know she's just such a part of our family and so it felt really good to be able to have her fly with us in cabin so yeah yeah cool
1: alright you guys that's a wrap Woo, we love you a thank one. you for thank sipping you. with us
0: you rate, subscribe, You review. can with uh, us. Yeah. All the things. Always. Uh, Great. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. We will do it. see you all right. see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye.
1: What more? You can sit with us. How about
0: another round of your favorite podcast? We Sign same, me up. same, same, same. Join us for another round. Over on Patreon, that's where we give you the down and dirty. We get raw and real. We raw dog it over there. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Every Friday at least, we drop Friday episodes over on Patreon and additional content. It's all ad free. You can sign up, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash you can sip with us, or download the Patreon app and search
0: you can sip with us. Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day Mm -hmm. out of 30 days,
1: boom, paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Totes, kaboots. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.